Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? This is Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden in New York City. What is radical? Is it radical to believe that virtue should be upheld? Is it radical to believe that we can and have survived without the government? Am I a radical because I believe a man should only marry one woman? Or because I'm a man that's a father and believe that a child in the womb actually has the right to live? Am I a radical because I believe that a child should have a choice to live? Am I a radical because I believe that the government should not put their knee on the neck of a citizen and murder them? These tyrants don't care about your traditions. Whether it's the simple things that we saw last week, like going to the beach or having a barbecue with more than 10 people at your own home or collecting a paycheck so you can earn a living, these tyrants only care about one thing, their own power. This is why people in so many different ways are speaking truth to that power, checking the government because they feel they have no rights. Now, this has different forms and it looks different ways. Some of you may agree with what I'm going to say. Some of you may not. But there are different ways to get your message across. And I don't necessarily agree with so many of these different ways, but they are ways that are in some ways effective. Let's back it up. What am I talking about? George Floyd. Yesterday, the president made some comments about an African-American man that was killed while a police officer had his knee on this man's neck until he literally died with his face smushed against the street. For those of you that don't like black people, you think, well, good for him. For those of you who are humane and think we shouldn't be killing people, the government should not have their knee on the neck of any citizen, irrespective of their color, you're going to find this to be outrageous. That a guy that was being arrested for suspicion of passing a counterfeit bill, whether he did or didn't, I don't know, and we'll never know, because he was murdered. The price he paid for not resisting arrest, because I saw it, I didn't see the guy fighting at all. This whole thing is just out of control. Now, I'm not saying they did it because he was black. I'm just referencing that he's African-American for context in this story. I am saying that they did it because some cops believe they are the law and that their law supersedes your liberty. And it's got nothing to do with color. I support the blue. That's a color I love. I back the blue. I support law enforcement. Lots of you know that listen to this program that I've got brothers and a nephew and people in my family that have served this city honorably, the citizens of New York City. 
as police officers, and I salute them. This has nothing to do with supporting law enforcement. This has to do with rejecting the government killing people by force, period. Listen to President Trump. A very sad event. A very, very sad, sad event. Like I said, this is about the government, and in this situation, their henchmen putting their damn knee on the neck of citizens, on the neck of we the people. It's not okay to kill people. It's not okay to kill black people. It's not okay to kill any people, whether they're being belligerent, whether they're passing counterfeit bills. It's not okay to kill people that don't listen to you. It's just not. The guy wasn't waving a gun, pointing a gun at anybody. If you remember the death of Eric Garner, there was lots of controversy about it. But one thing that we know is that when someone tells you that they can't breathe, you should probably take them seriously so we don't have that same situation again. That's the old saying. Those who aren't students of history are bound to repeat it. Use a different tactic. Cops know better than anybody that the bad guys lie. But they also know better than anybody that they have a responsibility that comes with use of force, police powers. Just because someone is a police officer doesn't mean they're not a murderer. Like I said, my brothers, my nephews, several generations of our family have served the NYPD. And when I say serve the NYPD, I really mean serve the people. Of course, you want to serve the department with distinction. But the reality is you go to work every day because you're a public servant. You're keeping bad guys off the street for the public good. We, the people. And I'm incredibly proud of their commitment to service and the citizens of this city. But part of that service is not putting your knee in someone's neck on their carotid artery. Putting your knee in somebody's back or their shoulder blade to keep them down while they're resisting arrest is very different from putting your knee on the carotid artery inside of someone's neck. And leaving them for dead. Having a fellow officer stand right next to you and doing absolutely nothing while passersby are filming the murder of a citizen for the crime of what? Not uh, uh, complying? The guy was pinned down by three men. They peeled him dead off the ground. Limp, lifeless body. There was no threat. Passersby are filming the murder of a citizen. He's literally dying on camera. This isn't acceptable. It's not patriotic. It's not civil. It's not humane. It's not godly. It's not American. If that guy was such a threat to the Asian-looking officer that's right next to him, he could have helped restrain him, but he didn't. He stood there because there, in fact, was no threat. The facts are in the video. Here's some audio from that video. Listen to this. I can't breathe. Please, the knee in my dick. I can't breathe. Uh-huh. Bro, get up, get in the car, man. I will. Get up, get in the car. I can't move. I've been waiting the whole time, ah. man. Ah. Get up, get in the car. Mama. Get up and get Mama. in the car right. I can't. You can't get uh, I got the Just My stomach hurts. Uh-huh. My neck hurts. Uh-huh. Everything hurts. What we see here is that an agent of, a, of the government, the police in this instance, literally killed somebody for no damn good reason. Now, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty, And having lived long enough to see that video, I can honestly tell you that if I ever witnessed something like that on the street for the rest of my life, 
moving forward, I will lightly take a three-point football stance and tackle the officer that's killing the guy. If I see a cop holding down somebody that says they can't breathe and nobody else is jumping in, I'm likely going to. I'll catch the assaulting an officer charge, the interfering with governmental administration charge, the obstruction of justice charge. All of that is time served, right? And that's not something I want to do, and I'm not trying to fashion myself some sort of hero, but I would want someone to do that for me. That's the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If some cop has his knee in my neck and I can't breathe, and I'm saying I can't breathe, everything hurts, his organs are shutting down because he's dying, and people are watching and filming, somebody please have the balls and push the damn guy off his neck. So he can breathe, so he can have blood flow, so he doesn't die. I think it's outrageous. Remember, it's we the people, not we the government, that are in charge of our country. Remember, it's live free or die. That guy died because he didn't have freedom. They arrested his freedom and they took his life. Remember, it's give me liberty or give me, that's right, you fill in the blank, death. These axioms, these sayings, these quotes are extreme for a reason. The only way to protect liberty is to put your life on the line. We can't sit here and be silent in the face of that type of tyranny because that's what that was. It was literally and figuratively the boot of the government on the neck of the people. It's the same exact reason that patriots that founded this country used gunpowder and rocks off the ground inside of a musket to fight back against the most powerful military and navy in the world at that time. Liberty, freedom, rejecting tyranny. Let us never forget that the most massive carnage and loss of American life in our history came from the Civil War. A fight to the death overall for liberty, but underscoring a desire for racism the subjugation of black people to work on farms in the South. Pro-slave Dixiecrat Democrats wanted to rip this country apart all in the name of racism. That's a fact. It's the Democrats that created the KKK. Lincoln, the Republican, wasn't having it. In our country's history, we've upheld these values of liberty by putting our lives on the line to fight against tyranny to fight against racism. So let's not take our history and those patriots' sacrifices in vain. Let's honor all Americans by honoring the liberty we all have in America. Keep it locked right there. When we come back, I'm going to get into something a little bit different. I don't want you to miss it. You're listening to This Is America. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. Welcome back, America. I am Rich Valdez with an S, and we are at richvaldez.com if you want to check out uh, any of the previous episodes of This Is America. And not too long ago, we did a Latinos for Liberty town hall event live, uh, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden at the WABC studios, and it was sponsored by Tower Beverage in New York City. Tower Beverage uh, gives back to military families through donations from their revenue, so I'm going to give a shout out to Tower Beverage. And... What I want to get into now is earlier in the week, I'd sent Mark Levin an email, the great one, Mark Levin, big shout out to the great one, with an executive order from Governor Cuomo and his health commissioner 
Dr. Howard or Harold, Dr. Zucker. And I sent them a link to the state's website with that executive order requiring nursing homes to take the COVID-19 patients, which he's since now blamed on President Trump, if you, if you can believe that. You don't believe me? Listen to this. To the extent people want to politicize this issue and Republicans are saying, uh, well, New York did this. New York followed the president's agency's guidance. So that depoliticizes it. What New York did was follow what the Republican administration said to do. That's not my attempt to politicize it. It's my attempt to depoliticize it. So don't criticize the state for following the president's policy. Now, if that weren't bad enough, now Cuomo's attempting to cover it all up. The National Review wrote an article about this, and I want you to listen to a little bit of what it says. Here's the headline. Order forcing nursing homes to take COVID patients scrubbed from New York State website. May 26, 2020. The New York Department of Health has apparently deleted a March order issued by Governor Andrew Cuomo that forced nursing homes to admit COVID positive patients. The order which was implemented on March 25th stated that no resident, this is a quote from the order that was taken off the state's website, no resident shall be denied readmission or admission to a nursing home solely based on a confirmed or suspected diagnosis of COVID-19, end quote. And it also prohibited nursing homes from requiring testing prior to admission or readmission. But the order is no longer visible on the state's website. Interesting. It goes on. Other outdated guidelines, including a February order stating that there is no need to cancel school or social events and that there is no need for students or school staff to wear surgical masks at school, still remain active on the site. The New York Department of Health and Cuomo's office did not respond to requests from National Review for this article. It doesn't surprise me. Who wants to respond and admit that they're trying to cover something up? Of course, New York leads the pack with more confirmed cases and and fatalities than anywhere else. And they want to blame that on Trump and say that the planes kept coming in from Italy and from here and from there. But the reality is Cuomo didn't shut anything down in terms of transportation. In fact, they got busier and busier, more packed and more packed because he ran less of them. The person that he put in charge of the MTA scaled back on how many buses were running, how many trains were running, forcing more people to ride the limited amount of trains and buses. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. And that's just not my opinion. MIT did a study on it, and we mentioned it before. And the great one brought it out, I think, to national attention on his program that their analysis revealed these things were directly related. The major outbreaks were directly related to areas that were close to subway stations. Now, going back to the article, Cuomo says that in April, he wasn't aware of his state's own policy, but reversed it earlier in May. His quote, 
We're just not going to send a person who is positive to a nursing home after a hospital visit, period. If there's any issue, the resident must be referred to the Department of Health, which will find alternative care. That was May 10th. After coming under fire for the initial uh, directive, Cuomo says that he uh, defended his actions by deflecting the, criti- excuse me, the criticism to President Trump. And you just heard that. So Cuomo says New York followed the president's agency's guidance. Now, what's interesting, and it's also been pointed out by the great one and others, that this doesn't seem to be the case for any other governor in the state. It just happens to be the case for essential Andy Cuomo from the Andy Cuomo Daily Podcast. Why? I think it's pretty simple. His arrogance hinders his ability to lead. He's simply not a leader. Leaders are out in front and he's behind. The only thing I think that Andrew Cuomo has led right now is a massive decline in jobs. He's preventing people from working. Everybody goes broke so we can save the lives of 1% of people. Maybe, maybe we can save the lives of those people. Sometimes we have to be really thoughtful about things and really take things into consideration. I want to be as fair as I can in looking at Cuomo. And in fairness, I can say that there's been a couple of times where he's checked himself and apologized. But by and large, the common theme is that he's okay with blocking your rights if it benefits him politically, if it protects his reputation. All of this was done, not for the public at large, but so he can say, I did everything I could to do X, Y, and Z. The fact that he currently is governor presiding over the largest loss of life, in, at least in my lifetime in New York State, due to any public health or even a terrorist attack type of crisis, escapes him. I think he believes that if he just continues to do these podcast-like press conferences and make determinations as to who is essential, who is important, who gets to work, who gets laid off and who doesn't get laid off, then he's okay and he's absolved. And I think he's wrong. I think people need to stand up to him. They need to raise their voices. They need to protest. They need to do whatever they feel is right in order to protect their liberty because he doesn't value it. He doesn't see it as something worth protecting. Which brings me to a tweet from Cardi B on a similar yet separate topic. And this is a mediaite. Popular rapper Cardi B defended the riots in Minnesota on Twitter. Now, these are the riots that are resulting from what we talked about a couple of minutes ago. George Floyd being killed by a police officer putting his knee into his neck and stopping the blood flow in his breath and killing him. And her tweet says, They looting in Minnesota, as much as I don't like this type of violence, it is what it is. Too much peaceful marches. Too much trending hashtags and, all caps, no solutions. The people are left with, all caps, no choice, she continued. The rapper attached a video to her post of a Target store being looted and destroyed. And CBS was reporting that, you know, looters ransacked and vandalized, burned numerous buildings in the blocks around the third precinct of Minneapolis. So riots. What you're hearing in the background is the sound of those riots in Minnesota. 
Now, I think separate from the issue of George Floyd being killed by a cop shoving his knee onto his neck, preventing him from breathing, and and by no accident, because the guy told him, I can't breathe. Everything hurts. This hurts. Literally, his organs were shutting down. And to say it's a training issue, I think it's a little bit more of that. It's a humanity issue. But what Cardi is defending is people's right to defend themselves. We, the people, have a right to speak truth to power, to use that term, to the government, to stand up for our rights, to stand up for liberty. Now, while it may portray or manifest differently than Michiganders grabbing long arms and peacefully protesting Gretchen Whitmer's tyrannical orders at the Michigan State House, it's still in the spirit of righting an injustice, righting a wrong. I harp about education a lot because I believe that if more people, in particular in communities of color, knew and embraced all of their rights, their First Amendment as well as their Second Amendment, they'd see a lot of change. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was very pro-gun. Malcolm X, and I'm not necessarily a fan, but he was very pro-gun. These guys knew that in order to have a First Amendment right to free speech, to peaceably assemble, to have free worship, that you need to be able to have a Second Amendment so you can protect yourself from a tyrannical government. So while they're setting police cars on fire, symbolically saying, screw the government, FTP, F the police, it's not something that I agree with. It's not my way of doing things, but it doesn't have to be my way of doing things. The question I'll leave with you is, is it effective? Who gets more attention? Protesters with long arms, peacefully protesting on the Capitol steps in Michigan because of Gretchen Whitmer's tyrannical orders, or the Minnesota rioters who've been at it for two nights now. Now, yes, there's some bad apples that are clearly looting and robbing and doing things that should not be done. And in fact, I think the cops shot one person dead because... And again, I don't know if it was, I don't know anything about it. I just saw a headline, you know, one person shot in riots. And I'm guessing they threatened the life of a cop and that's why they were shot. But who's more effective? Community organizers in urban areas, typically on the left, use this rioting form of uh, retaliation to the government as blackmail. Kind of like, hey, you kill an innocent person in our community and we're going to torture police cars. We're going to set garbage cans on fire. We're going to throw rocks. We're going to disrupt business. In, in so many ways, they're like, we're going to give you a taste of your own tyrannical medicine, right? Governors like Whitman, uh, Whitmer, excuse me, governors like Cuomo, like so many blue state governors that decided, I'm going to shut down your business. You're going to lose money. These protesters are doing the same exact thing. They're shutting down businesses, robbing things, disrupting but they're doing it because they see something that's wrong. Now, again, I don't think we should be behaving like this. The key to holding all of this together and for our constitution to be effective and our society to, to work well is virtue. We need to be civil. This is why you've probably heard me say before, and I'll definitely say it again, I don't hate leftists while I do hate leftism. I don't hate Democrats. I can have friends that are Democrats. Some people think that's crazy. I don't. That's my fellow man. And we can disagree agreeably. 
Every opportunity they have, I have. Every chance they have to subvert the truth in the media, I have. They have a chance to go to college, I can go to college. They have a chance to become a professor, I can become a professor. They have a chance to become a news anchor, I can become a news anchor. They go on the radio, I could go on the radio. They could work in the government, I could work in the government. They could become a congressman, I could become a congressman. The opportunities are the same for both the leftist and the constitutionalist. The difference is they have a clear plan. And they've decided we're going to follow Marx. We're going to take over one institution after the next. We're going to take over media, all types of information. We're going to take over the dissemination of that information, the classrooms. And they've done that. And to secure, to put a nail in it and make sure they never lose that power, I'm going to say they've created, but some will argue they've only taken over, labor unions. It's arguable that labor unions started to protect workers from the evil employer. Working them to the bone and not giving them any health or safety considerations in the workplace. However, today, all I see unions doing is controlling the political narrative, driving dollars and bodies. Literally, that's how politics works. You drive dollars and bodies, which equal votes. That's what the unions are doing. So they've taken over classrooms. They've taken over media. They've taken over government. From the city council to the town clerk to Congress to your state rep to every level of government. And every now and again, we get a win. Because every now and again, we get a patriot that steps up and says, you know what? I'm going to leave everything behind. I'm going to put my livelihood on the line. I'm going to risk it all to make a difference, to make America a better place. That's why I stick with Trump. I may not like everything all the time, but I like most of it most of the time. I can't help but respect the fact that he said, I'm going to step down from my perch, from my Park Avenue skyscraper, and I'm going to go to the swamp where I'm going to be ridiculed and attacked every single day, where I'm going to put my kids in danger. I'm going to put my wife in danger. Everybody's going to hate us, and I'm going to lose money on the deal. But yet they're going to say I'm doing crooked deals to make money. He's literally the example. Yet so many people continually say, what is it that I can do? What can a regular person like me do? Stop being regular. Don't put yourself in the regular category anymore. It's time to react. It's time to do what needs to be done. There's a community of people that rallied around George Floyd because they saw an injustice. And whether or not we like, respect, or agree with how they did it with the rioting doesn't change the fact that they organized, mobilized, and responded immediately. They didn't wait. Why would anybody wait for anything? Why would anybody say, well, I'm just a regular person. What can I do? Nobody doing that yesterday said that. None of the people that were turning cars upside down said, oh, what kind of regular person? They said, I know what I could do. I can go out and make a difference. I'm going to go out and throw rocks at cops. I'm going to go out and do all of these crazy things that I don't recommend anybody do except take action, be bold, and do it in a, in a godly and legal way. But the days of saying, you know, oh, you know what so-and-so should do or this radio host should do this or this person should do that. No, man, shut up. Stop. Really, it's time for you to do it. It's time for you to put your money where your mouth is. 
and say, you know what, I can have a 401k or I can invest it into X, Y, and Z and get out into the community and do this. I can start a patriotic clothing line. I can start volunteering. I can start organizing for one of the bigger groups and create a new chapter at a local college campus. The days of coming up with the big ideas and just keeping them to yourself or putting them on Facebook, I think those days are over. At least the effectiveness of those days are gone, long gone. We are now in the days of reaction. And as conservatives, traditionalists, reactionaries, we need to take action. Whatever action needs to be taken, we need to take it. If you see that schools are being overrun by left-wing teachers, what do you think the solution is? We need to balance it out. That doesn't happen by itself, by wishful thinking. That happens when you encourage someone that you can help guide, a child, someone you mentor, or yourself to get into that classroom and make a difference, to get onto that school board, to be involved, to go to your town meeting, to go do whatever it is you got to do. My point is, don't expect someone else to do your job. This is your America just like everybody else's. And it's time that each and every one of us, that means you, stand up and do something. Because if we stand for nothing, we'll fall for anything. And the only thing that's necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So don't let evil triumph. Don't let tyranny triumph. React, respond, be prepared. And defend America. Rise up. Speak up. Apply for the job. Get the degree. Do whatever it is that's necessary to protect this country. To maintain our liberty. Because it's literally up to you. If I was the president, this would be my draft to all patriots. You've been drafted. Now what are you going to do? That's all I've got for today. Hasta la próxima. I'm Rich Valdez. And this is America. This is America. 